0: This week, Rod interviews a group of vets that are cycling to raise money.
1: From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton.
2: Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so.
1: The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton.
3: Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 32, for Friday, March the 19th, 2010. I'm Rod Villagomez.
0: And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back, all returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. If you have comments for us, leave us a message at 565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show... The review of The Trivia Bee. Stockton on Fox 40. A mini-interview with Smokin' Yankees Barbecue.
3: Our restaurant review of Sol Soon Dubu.
0: Sunday Night Music, my interview with local vets, and Stockton's Hidden Gems.
3: But first, a look at the news. A series of town hall meetings hosted by the Stockton City Council has kicked off this week. District 6, represented by Council Member Dale Fritchin, was the first of the six to meet. The meetings were called in order for citizens to voice their opinions regarding the current budget situation. The next meeting will take place on March the 22nd at the Empire Theatre and will be hosted by Diana Lowry, Council Member for District 4. And speaking of voicing your opinion, the City of Stockton is still accepting your input on which questions it should ask the candidates for the new City Manager position. If you think you have the perfect question, you can submit it by logging on to the City's website at StocktonGov.com. Time is running out to get involved in the movement to bring Google Fiber Internet to Stockton. Google will be accepting requests for information until Friday, March the 26th. If you would like to join the attempts for Stockton to become one of the test cities for this high speed internet, become a fan on the Facebook page, Google Fiber for Stockton. This has been your podcast Stockton news update.
0: Rod, Matt, you, uh, you can no longer say that you've never done a trivia bee.
3: Yep, and I can no longer say that I've never dressed up like Tweedledum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Were you Tweedledum or was Fred Tweedledum?
3: I think I claimed Tweedledum as we got in there, but I think Fred wanted to wrestle Tweedledum from me, so I I don't know. E- either one of I was one of them. That's for sure. I was D or dumb.
0: Well, you uh, you, you you and Fred were um, were great sports, um, uh, helping me uh, dress up the part of of Alice in Wonderland, which is both a classic literary work and um, a movie. So um, we got to kill two birds with one
3: stone. Yeah, sorry, birds.
0: Yeah, of course we are talking about the 19th annual Trivia Bee put on by the Library and Literacy Foundation for San Joaquin County. That's a mouthful. Um, so what did you think of your, of your first time attending the Trivia Bee?
3: I tell you what, I had a lot of fun and uh, it got my blood boiling too early on. <laughs> I know as Matt almost spits out his drink. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Actually, I, I never thought it would be actually that much fun. Um, I kind of, when I watched them all before on Comcast, they looked like kind of...
0: It's kind of boring on TV. Uh,
3: yeah, it's not very great on TV.
0: You miss though. some of the excitement, but I tell you what, you know, we got there early. We got to walk around. It was, of course, this year held at the uh, Ag Spano Center at uh, beautiful University of the Pacific. Um, but when we got there, we got to hang out with some other teams um, that were dressed. I don't think anybody was dressed as as well as us. In fact, we lost the um, the, the best dressed because I thought we were shoeing. But um, uh, Financial Center Credit Union won that for their. Pirates of the Caribbean and they were dressed well but I think what did it for them was that their whole table was done.
3: Wait, was it that? Are you sure or was it The Alice in Wonderland? Oh, not The Alice but The Wizard of Oz.
0: No, they got it. It was The Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I-,
3: I thought it was The Wizard of Oz.
0: And um but you know what? All night everybody wanted our picture. I mean, it's people true, were man. going crazy. They wanted a picture with us.
3: Because everybody sees pirates. Pirates are nothing new. Like when you see two grown men <laughs> dressed like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I mean, that's something I mean, and then, of course, you got to top it all off with the whole leprechaun mad hatter.
0: Yeah, that was that, that was awesome. Yeah. So you uh, your blood was boiling early on because <laughs> there was a couple of questions that uh, we got wrong, but you didn't think that we should have gotten wrong.
3: All right. So here's the drill, right? One of the questions was uh, about the Field of Dreams team uh, that came out of the cornfield. And, you know, everybody knows that the nickname for the team was the Chicago Black Sox, which is the Chicago White Sox. But because of the scandal, they got the name Black Sox. But, you know, you could have taken it either way. I mean, I understand that, that you know, technically the answer was right, Chicago White Sox. They were the White Sox. But come on, who remembers them in history as the White Sox? Right. And, you know,
0: uh, you're right. But in the, in the heat of the moment... Man, we were mad and, got and fired up and it was it was the third of the fourth question. So it was pretty early. I mean, there was the, the first round was 30 questions. Um, I do remember the first question because um, I actually got that one, I guessed, but um, I got it right. And uh, we were feeling pretty, pretty uh, proud after the first question. But after the end of round one, we had, what, 17 correct answers.
3: Yeah, we did. We actually did pretty good. I mean, as as opposed to uh going in there and and i didn't have any clue of how what the questions were going to be like or you know would they be softball questions and when matt opens up with with a win um i almost thought we were going to run the table but then they started to get kind of tricky
0: boy that second round uh we didn't do well at all listen Listen.
3: that second round they opened (laughs) up with the big
0: words (laughs) the the, uh the 30th or the out of 30 questions in the second round i think we got eight right
3: If that, I mean, you got to think that we got tanked that second round. I wish I'd have had another uh, uh, refreshing beverage up on the table for that second (laughs) round, because I would have loved to have just, you know, drank that one away.
0: Yeah, well, but as as somebody on Facebook said... There are no losers, because everybody wins, and uh, literacy wins, and the the Library Founda- library Literacy Foundation wins, so I, I you know, and our goal, do you remember what, what our goal was going in, Rod?
3: Not finishing dead last. And
0: we did not finish. We were like fourth or fifth from the bottom. In yeah. fact, somebody somebody uh, asked me the next day um, how we did. I said, we did really well. They said, well, you know, what, what place did you come in? I said, I think we came in fourth. They said, you came in fourth out of 40 teams? Yeah, fourth from the bottom. Yeah. I was pretty proud the um, the uh, bobblehead B trophy this year went to the friends of the library fixed and did you I didn't know this Rod but they won last year and the only reason I knew that was because I finally got to catch it on demand and um, uh, they made an announcement about all the previous winners but they made a special announcement about last year so this this is a um, two in a row for these guys next year we're, we're bringing it next year I may bring two teams Ooh, so, an
3: all listener team. And then, uh, our, our all-star team. Yeah, there
0: you go. And, oh. um, so, uh, just, you know, keep your, um, keep your, um, you know, your, your trivia mind going. And in, in next year, I think it's the second Friday in March every year. Um, before then we'll, we'll start to, we'll put feelers out again to assemble the, the, the second team. And, and next year, our goal will be to end closer to the middle of the pack.
3: No, no, we're gonna go all out. We know what it's like now. We know what the enemy's got for us. We're we're gonna storm the trenches. But if you want to watch it, you can still watch it, right? Because it's still on yeah. demand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just go to uh, Comcast Channel One if you're a Comcast subscriber. If you're not, I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, this is this is a, a pretty big event for the um Library and Literacy Foundation. But uh, um, don't don't wait till next year to learn about them. Go to sjliteracy.org dot org and find out about all the great stuff that um the foundation's putting on.
3: Is it just me, Matt, or are all of these Sacramento stations starting to come out of their shell and uh, approach Stockton on a different uh, (laughs) level, huh? Yeah, they are. And you know what? I mean,
0: I've said this before on air that I watch Fox 40. Um, I watch News 10 in the morning and I watch Fox 40 um, at night. But um, I'm I'm becoming more of a fan of Fox 40. They've... uh, they have certainly, they have gone where no Sacramento station has gone before. I, maybe that's not true, but it sounded good. But you're right. <laughs> they, they're, they're starting to show
3: some Stockton Love. Yeah, and uh, no more Stockton Love can be shown than to actually come down and have your evening newscast live from the uh, waterfront, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, Donna Cordova and uh, Jaime Garza came down and uh, filmed, their, filmed their 5.30 news show live in Stockton. And they were doing some stuff in the afternoon because I know Wes... A uh, friend of the show, Wes Ray from the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau.
3: I missed that interview. Isn't it's not even on tape, is it? It's not. Ah. It's not.
0: I missed it too. But he put a picture of it up on uh, up on Facebook. Yeah. But um, you know they they were down here all day and they were talking to people out in downtown. They were you know throughout Stockton, um, you know talking to folks. But yeah, I mean they did their whole show from Stockton. And I like it. You know, it wasn't behind you know an anchor's desk, right? They were just they were standing up at the. Um, you know, downtown at the at the warehouse building, um, actually where Wes works in the same building, standing out there doing doing their new show. That was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that's that's a level of dedication that uh, you have to respect. And what I liked best about the the newscast was it wasn't just, hey, we're doing it from Stockton just to placate Stockton. They really did take the time to point out some of the good stuff that goes on. And they really they they made a they made it their purpose to highlight the good sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: it absolutely, it absolutely <laughs> does. All about the great life. I actually like their package. You know, I like the package. That's a technical term that you taught me. Amen. <laughs> Along with B roll, bottom third, all that stuff. So, I like the fact that they they had what's you know what's to like about Stockton, and you know they, they they didn't hide away from the you know what's wrong with Stockton, and they they talked about that. So you know I thought it was I thought it was balanced, which you know in all fairness I think that's what that's what you know. At that's what media is supposed to be and in my mind you know our show we, we try not to be balanced we try to skew to the positive but you know I I, I
3: thought it was a pretty balanced package absolutely and and it, you got to thank people like Bethany Crouch that actually uh, spent the day I, I actually got a, a chance to opportunity to spend the, the pretty much of the the afternoon well early morning and, and late uh, afternoon with her running around stocked and seeing all the things that were in her package I mean I was there during the uh, during the China Palace uh story. I was there at the Buddhist temple. And and then of course, you know, when, when she interviewed me on the mile, but you know, it was funny to her because she had never been, she'd never hung out in Stockton. She told me, she said, you know, I, I'd come down, I do my story and then I'd leave because we'd have to get it already. She's like, I never really spent time down here. She's like, but I may have to actually come down here and actually spend some time. She's like, because there's some stuff that's blowing my mind right now. Yeah. and, and, y- and uh,
0: of course, we need to mention that you were on there representing Podcast Stockton. Nice job, by the way, and thank you. And awesome job getting the the backdrop of the, um, of the Empire Theater Stockton sign on on the Miracle Mile. Greg uh, was happy about that, but oh, uh, it, it was you know even though you're on what 30, 40 seconds or something, it was it was a great plug for the show. And um, you know, I just I, I like the I I like the walking down the mile and actually showing the mile. that that, that was pretty classic.
3: Yeah, she did a good job of putting that together. She asked me you know, where, where is it that you think would be best to do the interview? And there was no other place in my mind. We had already been, you know, they'd spent most of their time downtown. So that was already covered. Um, they, they'd done the arena, they'd done, uh, you know, even East Stockton, what, you know, where the, uh, the Buddhist temple was, uh, they'd already been up where the China palace was. I was like, well, the only place you haven't been is the miracle mile. And she said the miracle mile. And I was like, yeah, okay. The miracle mile, uh, you like that. And then, then I was like, and then she was all, and then they were like, yeah. <laughs> like um, totally, but anyways, but that's where we went. And again, you know, getting the, the backdrop of the empire, I thought that was important. Not only for, well for two reasons. One, uh, it says Stockton in the name. So what better place to stand than a sign that says Stockton? And then two, um, kind of subliminally, but that's the marquee for the show. So, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So um, there, there are links uh, on, the, on the blog posted to podcast.com to some of those videos. And also an overdue thank you to the folks over at uh, Fox 40 because for the last few weeks or so, we've had links. Um, they've actually included our RSS feed at the bottom of their site at fox40.com, uh, which is pretty cool because they have links to all of their competitors' news stories um, a, a, as well as ours. So a long overdue thank you to uh, um, the folks over at
3: Fox 40. Thank you guys so much.
4: Time for a sports update with
5: Lowell Tuckerman.
2: With Lowell Tuckerman.
5: With Lowell Tuckerman. This is Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast Stockton Sports Update for episode number 32. This week I am live from the Outback Studios in Stockton. The Stockton Thunder, they will have their final long homestand of this season. They are 28-24, 65 points, 4 points behind the Bakersfield Condors. They'll get it started this Friday through Sunday, March 19th through 21st, against the Utah Grizzlies. The Thunder, once again, are only four points behind Bakersfield and out of a playoff spot. For tickets, call 373-1700, or you can go online to StocktonThunder.com. The University of Pacific Baseball is off to a good start, even though they lost their first conference game on Tuesday at Sacramento State, but they have a 10-6 overall record with one loss in the conference. And they will have a three-game series at home this weekend, March 19th through the 21st, against the University of Southern California. And that will take place, of course, at Klein Family Field. The Delta Mustangs baseball team is 2-3 in the conference so far, but they still are 9-8 overall. Next Thursday, March 25th, they will host Cosumnes River College at 2.30 at Nick Chichetty Field. The best-kept secret as far as Stockton sports go are the Delta Mustang softball team. They are 16-2 on the season, and their only two losses have been one to nothing shutouts. So come out to Delta College and support the ladies' softball team. Si, <laughs> On behalf of Podcast Stockton, we would like to congratulate our very own Rodvia Gomez for becoming the new Stockton Ports MC.
3: It's going to be a great season. Uh, I look forward to being able to to get the crowd going and uh, really just make people entertained at the ballpark. I mean, you know, the game's already going to be entertaining enough as it is, and uh, you know, between innings. You know, it's our job to just keep people in in, in the mood to watch the game and, and keep the fans pumped up for when the ports take the field, you know, for the next inning.
5: Congratulations once again, Rod, and I'm sure you will do a fabulous job this season. That is your sports update right here on Podcast Stockton. I'm Lil Tuckerman, live from the Outback Studios. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Okay, I'm here today at the um, Lowe's parking lot for the Muscular Dystrophy Association uh, Charity Drive and Car Show, and uh, here with Chris Yankee from the Smoking Yankees Barbecue, Competitive Barbecue Team. Chris, you, uh, you had a booth out here selling Pole pork sandwiches. How did it go today?
1: It went well. Had a lot of customers come in and out. I think we made a pretty good amount of money for the charity, and um, everybody seemed to enjoy the food quite a bit.
0: Yeah, when, by the time I got here, all the, all the pulled pork was gone, so that's always a good sign, right, when you run out of food?
1: Absolutely. If you're going home with food, it's not good, because by the time I get done cooking at the end of the day, I don't want to see any more barbecue. Uh, how much did you end up smoking today? Uh, we cooked 14 butts, which um, weigh about 10 pounds a piece, so that was about 140 pounds of meat.
0: Wow, that is definitely a lot of meat. So how long have you been in the uh, competitive barbecue arena?
1: Uh, this is my second full year. Um, last year was our first full year of competing and uh, what what in the world got you into competitive barbecue Uh, I was actually at home and I watched a TV called the All Star Barbecue Showdown and um, I watched that on the Versus channel and once I saw that I thought it was something that I would like to become involved in and started cooking barbecue from there out.
0: Right on, well I first heard about you guys last year at the Way Out West
1: barbecue competition
0: uh, 4th of July weekend at the uh, Beautiful waterfront area. Are you guys gonna be back this year?
1: We will be there. We'll be there and ready to uh, ready to do it again. And uh, any any specials this
0: year? Are you doing um, you doing brisket, pulled pork? What else are you doing out there?
1: Be doing ribs and chicken, and again pulled pork and brisket. Do the four categories that's required by the Kansas City Barbecue Society. We'll be out there to try and take the title.
0: Right on. So if, uh, if listeners want to find out more about the Smokin' Yankees Barbecue team, uh, where can they go on, uh, on on the web to find out?
1: Uh, www.smokingyankeesbarbecue.com.
0: All right. Thanks a lot for your time, Chris.
1: You bet.
3: Annyeong Matt, and welcome to our restaurant review for this week's podcast, stock. <laughs> what did you just say to me, Rod? Annyeong <laughs> That is the Korean way of saying hello. Okay, that is hello in Korean. I know I threw you for a loop when I said that. Uh, said that at the actual restaurant, didn't I? Right,
0: you did. So uh, we are reviewing a uh, Solsoon Dubu. Is that the name of it? <laughs> Taste of Korea. Um, on the Miracle Mile, and uh, Rod, you know, when we we found out about this place, you said you've been dying to go. Because uh, you spent a little bit of time in, in Korea, so you wanted to check it out. But I said I am not
3: going to go unless you
0: go with me, because I won't have a clue what to order.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you, I was I was at home. I walked through the doors, and uh, it just felt like a Korean restaurant should.
0: Yeah, I didn't know you spoke Korean. We we walk in, and and you know, here's a, a white guy and a and a Hispanic guy, and we walk in, and the first thing you say is, "Well, what you just said a minute ago." um... And the guy said it back to you, and my head was spinning. Like, yeah. who did I just bring in here?
3: <laughs> I love it. Well, I did. I spent a year in Korea. I spent uh, I spent every bit of it trying to learn at least three things. One was how to say hello. Two was how to get another drink. And three was how not to get swindled out there in the streets of Seoul, trying to haggle for uh, you know gloves or something. So, yeah, but I love their food, love Korean food. So when I heard that there was a Korean joint, I've been looking for one for five years. And when I heard it was opening up on the Miracle Mile, um, I was so glad that you decided to come along. Yeah,
0: and th- this was the first time I had ever had Korean food. So, um, Rod, can you remind me what it was that I ordered? You,
3: Matt, ordered the bulgogi, which is actually just a, a fancy term for barbecued beef. And uh, yeah, that's, that's basically all it is, is beef bulgogi and uh, you had the actual uh dinner which was served with uh kimchi and rice
0: yeah and the, the the rice was good i'm not a big kimchi person so i let you have all that
3: and and what was that what, and what did you order kimchi is a is is pickled vegetables is basically right. really all it is and spicy pickled vegetables um there was cucumber i mean not cucumber i wish there was cucumber there was actually uh, the the cabbage there was the uh spicy root i believe as well and um a couple other ones. See, that's the one thing about the kimchi is that when they bring it out, sometimes I don't know what it is. So there was like two or three of them there that I wasn't quite sure. I know that one of them's like a very, it's a clear, uh, thin type of a, uh, a noodle. And I don't really know what that is, but I don't really eat that either. Yeah, I, I wasn't eating it. What did you what, what did you end up ordering? I forgot. I ordered the Galbi, which is actually a barbecued pork. So uh, yeah, bar- barbecued short ribs is is what the official... Uh, if you want to say it in English, but it is kalbi for those of us who can read the Korean language. <laughs> um, and how was that? It was excellent. The only thing that we were missing was the uh, the fact that they actually cook it in Korea now. There's a there's an actual grill right in the middle of the table, and they will cook the meat right in front of you. So that's the only thing we were missing was was that type of a situation. But other than that, I would have to say that the food was very comparable to Korea. Um, it tastes. Just about the same as if I were to sit down in a Korean restaurant and uh, and served the same way as well. I mean, it was a lot of food. It was a big portion.
0: Yeah, it was it was excellent. I would say it was not what I expected. Um, there was just enough spice in my uh, bulgogi. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. The, I will certainly be back. But um, I just had one complaint. And. I don't know if it was just because it's a new restaurant or what, but I feel kind of bad because you like the restaurant so much, and and I'll be back. But the service was
5: slow. Yeah, it I was.
0: Mean, and the and the water glass I think was a three ounce glass. So um, and the, I, although let I me mean, backstrap, I did like one thing a lot when that was the fact when I ordered an iced tea, she said, uh, "No, you don't really want it because it's not it's not brewed." And I don't know how she knew that I only drink tea if it's brewed, but she says it comes from the fountain. I said, "Yeah, no thanks, I don't want it." Um, which I thought that was pretty nice, but um, it just, you know, we sat there for at one point 15 minutes and I was just dying for a glass of water, but I'll, I'll see past that because the food was really good and uh, I will certainly be
3: back. And uh, one thing that isn't comparable with the Korean uh, part of it is the actual price of this meal. And um, again, you know, when you, when you start talking about uh, food, that's authentic, as, as this is, I mean, as, as it's about as close to being in Korea as it possibly can. Um, you're going to pay for it a little bit. And, uh, of course, when we went there, uh, we didn't get the combinations. We actually got the actual special menu, which was, again, it was served with kimchi and rice. Um, my meal was 17.95. dollars And Matt's was 16.95. dollars uh, So, again, uh, it's a bit of a costly uh, outing if you just want to, to eat well. Um, not
0: a, it's it's not a cheap date, in other words.
3: No, it's definitely not a cheap date, but the food is well worth the price. Um, but if you wanted to go with the combination menus, um, that actually have tofu, uh, in, in a tofu, uh, the lunch combo for uh, most of them are thirteen ninety nine, and the dinner is uh, fifteen ninety nine. So again, you know, you have your choice. You could have the bulgogi. You could actually have spicy bulgogi. You could have chicken teriyaki um or if you really just didn't want to go with any of that you could go with the soon tofu menu which is only 8.99 and they've got uh, all kinds of fun tofu stuff
0: great so uh i'll i'll give it a th- i'll give it i'll give it two thumbs up even though the service was slow the food was excellent
3: well i will give it my thumbs up your thumbs up and any every listener that's out there i'm going to give it their thumbs up too because again you know there was i, I was so desperate to have a, a korean place in town and uh, I was I was just begging, pleading, someday for a Korean restaurant, and finally my prayers are answered. But if you want to go down, and if you want to get yourself a very, very uh, authentic Korean meal, go down to the Seoul Soon Dubu, and uh, it is on 2041 Pacific Avenue. Their business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9:30. They are closed on Sunday, so find another place to eat if you're looking on Sunday. Uh, again, I highly, highly. I can't say it enough. Highly recommend it.
0: So you missed a um, you missed a good night of music on Sunday.
3: I know. Well, it's a good thing I already know one of them, so I, at least I know how he sounds.
0: You, you know two of them. Oh, I uh, do know two of them. Danny right. and Daniel. You're right, Danny and Daniel. So uh, I blogged about it on Sunday night, but um, uh, Adam and Alicia Messinger, um, a.k.a messinger woman and spectacle press on twitter um had a music show acoustic music show at their house and um i showed up and went to that and it was uh um alicia played as well as adam danny and daniel um uh, all of them and their their alter egos as um a doll for artists sweaty fat kid steep roof and filbert um performed live in uh in the messinger house it was it was a great show and um I was glad to, to be able to hang out take some pictures record some audio I did I did get some uh, some um, audio samples and um, wanted to at least give a sample of some of their music from uh, from, from Sunday.
6: let sí. students. And I carry
0: last week we asked the question what what uh what's out there in stockton that you just recently found out about that you're ashamed to admit that you just recently discovered
3: and stockton's a bigger place than a lot of people imagine and yeah. that's i know i found out a couple of, of things that i didn't know about before and not totally ashamed me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well just because uh, there's some restaurants that you've not been to but i've i'm more guilty of that um yeah, like I just recently discovered the uh, Stockton Trojans, thanks to you.
3: Yeah, and I actually discovered the uh, the temple that was on Fox Forty that was featured on Fox Forty. I'd never known that exist. and and I was a twofer for that day, the China Palace. I didn't realize that was there. So, yeah, I'm a little ashamed that I didn't know those.
0: Yeah, we got a couple of uh, comments on Facebook um, about that first uh, Van Ha. Um, uh, Tokao said, Stockton has more than one Buddhist temple, a Japanese one, a Vietnamese one, and um, maybe one for the Cambodian. So that's, um, we do know about the Cambodian one, because I think that was the one you were at, right? Yes. But I uh, didn't know there was also a Japanese one and a Vietnamese one. And then a um, friend of the show, um, Fia, said uh, there's also two um, Sikh temples. And uh, I didn't know that there were Sikh, uh, Sikh temples in Stockton either.
3: Yeah, and you know Actually, one of them, I think, is one of the biggest ones in the country um, cause I remember, cause I was going to convert to Sikh once upon a time. Um, I know I get the whole, whoa, 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 look, but I was, I mean, it was like 15 years ago. I think I was searching for a religion and the Sikh was about the, the best one that I could come up with. Um, and I remember seeing in their, in their literature that there was one out there in, uh, in Stockton. And I said, no, my hometown has one of the biggest Sikh temples in the world. And I didn't know about it. Oh boy. So, yeah, but I knew about that one. So. Um I also got a response on Twitter from actually somebody in Modesto that didn't know about something in Stockton and they uh they discovered Submarina for the first time. Uh that was Modesto 6 discovering Submarina for the first time ever uh last week. So see, it's a restaurant.
0: And uh it, well it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be an episode of podcast Stockton if it wasn't for uh, or if we didn't get a call from a dear friend a friend of the show, Andy <laughs> Andy Rooney. <laughs> So uh, let's hear what Andy has to say.
2: What's up, my digital friends? Brewery 33 checking in with my favorite undiscovered Stockton gyms. I've lived in this town for 20-ish years and have probably been most places or at least have heard of them. We've got some really special places, and then there are those that tend to fly under the radar. Like take Pixie Woods, for example. You probably forget this place even exists until you get invited to a birthday party in the Mad Hatter's tea area. Then, if you aren't a stuffy adult, you allow your imagination to roam and memories of mischief and train rides fill your mind. They even have an annual wine tasting event if you're an adult. Um, A place that I've wanted to go but never have been is the Stockton 99 Speedway. Where else can you go see short shorts, drink tankards of beer, see a wreck or two, punch someone out, even take in a car race? Um, I've been pining to go there. My, My wife is not too keen on the idea. And I can never talk my friends into making the journey. I'm pretty sure they're back open, but I don't follow car car racing much, and um, I don't know if they're in season or not. So that's all beyond me. Since I am Italian and the two things that we come hardwired to do is cook and play bocce, my final spot is someplace that not many people know exists. If you repeat this to any of my Italian friends, don't tell them that I told you. I'm confident that I can say it here because most Italians just found out about the Internet let alone that it has net casts. Uh, reference the jersey short for that. But really, the Italian Athletic Club is home to some of the world's best and highest-ranking players. If you have been to more than five weddings in stocking, you've probably been to the IAC. That's what the Italians and the, the Italian community calls it. Little did you know that the metal building behind the main meeting house is Bocci courts, that we flew a little Italian fellow over to create four courts, that bocce greats such as Steve Mariucci and John Madden have both played at. Uh, every Wednesday night, there's open bocce to the public. You pay $9. You get a full Italian spread. I'm talking chicken, beef, pasta, ravs, bread. And sometimes if they're feeling frisky, they'll even throw in ice cream. Included in that $9 is the chance to play two games on a team of your choosing, or they will pick a team for you against some other bocce lovers. I highly suggest that you go ahead and take a look at what the Italian Athletic Club is offering on Wednesday nights. Uh, bocce's fun. It's social. It's easy. I mean, I know fat guys are some of the best players in the world. You could actually argue the athleticism of the sport, but you can't argue the fun that you'll have while rolling big balls at a little ball. It's kind of like Italian golf. Um, I say this every time, but thank you guys for your contribution to our city. Rod, thanks for the mention on the blog. While I am 1.0, I still read your rant. Keep it up. Uh, Congrats on the job with the ports. Um, I'm halfway through my hiatus of of the noisy social networking world. I can't tell you the benefits of unplugging and tackling a goal. Uh, Matt and Rod, you guys are doing the Lord's work. And and you guys also, I haven't forgot about the garbage bet. And and I want to get with you guys here this coming week so that next week's podcast we can announce when and where I will be. Uh, The Stockton Downtown Alliance, I'm I'm pretty – I'm pretty tied up with with where I can and can't go because of my schedule. So I need a Saturday morning Um, I will Get with you guys so that we can get this taken care of so uh, Matt and Rod stay fresh Andy out
3: Andy our show is always never complete without having you on it and we appreciate your response and I'm gonna tell you this right now As Matt loads up for something to say, but I'm gonna tell you this before Matt gets in there. Um, we will go to the 99 Speedway. I love racing. I love NASCAR, and I will take you up on that offer to go to the 99 Speedway. That's for sure.
0: You, you tricked me, Rod. I I didn't think you were going to the Speedway thing. I want to go to the Italian Athletic Club. Nine dollars for all that food and bocce. I actually got
3: to go there for my uh, cousin's wedding. So I have lucky never, there. I
0: have never been. I yeah. didn't hear about it until uh, Andy mentioned to me a long time ago about it, or uh, when I first started talking to him. But I um I need to check that out. Maybe we'll do a. Maybe we'll record a show out there, Andy. And yeah, let's uh let's definitely hook up about the uh the uh, garbage bet. We'll find something that uh that works for your schedule. Um, and uh, I think there was actually a couple more tweets, but you know we're getting major fail whale tonight on Twitter.
3: Thank you, fail whale. Yeah.
0: So um, if you want to know when the show was um, recorded, remember Wednesday night when Twitter went down. Yes. Anyway, so thanks thanks for your comments. Those are some of the things that uh, some people didn't didn't or might not have known about Stockton. And uh, of course, even though it's um, after the show, if you want to uh, leave us a comment with um your your gems in Stockton that you just recently found out about, you can always leave us a message at 565-3229. Send us it, your email to mail at com or um, facebook.com slash podcaststockton. Always looking for good for uh, your comments there
1: as well. This is Slick Diaz from reclaimingthetitle.com, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton
6: okay podcast stockton listeners it's that time again time for me your friend john remington to bring you the ads of the week live from the outback studio this week on ClosetGoodies.com, we have a loft bed for sale gorgeous fake house plants and check out the 99 speedway for the drift school find all these ads and many more on ClosetGoodies.com, where it never costs you anything to post and search ads thank you for using our website and thank you for listening to podcast stockton
3: I am joined by three, or four, make that, cyclists that are about to ride in the uh, Ride to Recovery event that's uh, coming up next month. And I'm just gonna let you guys uh, introduce yourselves to to our listeners and just uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, Ride to Recovery and what each of you guys are doing to get ready for this.
7: Uh, My name is Josh. Uh, I kinda dragged these guys on the bike ride. Um, Ride to Recovery was started by uh, John Warden. He's the CEO of Fitness Challenge. And the rider recovery basically it gets all these vets from across the nation, injured or, or not, uh, regardless of what branch they're in, and we used to do different cycling challenges. You know, they're challenges because they challenge you mentally and physically. And you know, a lot of people are injured. And John Warden has both um, scientific and therapeutic evidence that regardless of your injury, you can get on a bike, whether it be stationary, you know, at a hospital, recumbent bike, or laying back. A hand cycle if you know you have back problems or leg problems or if you're an amputee like some of them are, or even a regular bike. Um, and so we do these long challenges to raise money because the money we raise, uh, we buy stationary bikes to go all over the VAs in the United States and some over in Germany. And so, you know, I got I got in it through my uh, my rec therapist and you know I was just having a hard time, just really couldn't do anything, just really down and out. But like you come to these biking events and you see other vets. And it's like there's not another care in the world, you know. Regardless, if you're going up, you know, Big Sur and you're scared you're gonna fall off coming down like 25 miles an hour, or you're going, you know, down the the Pacific Coast Highway and you see fish and whales and a bunch of sea kelp and it smells so good. It's like you're bonding with these guys because we have the bike rides and after that we have different events and just gets everybody, you know, excited about stuff.
3: All right, so obviously you all are veterans, correct? Yes. Okay, so what what, what services do we have represented here?
8: I'm in the Marine Corps, so is Ryan. And um, I was in the Navy, along with Catfish.
3: (laughs) So how long did uh, each one of you guys Uh, serve in the military?
4: I served nine years.
7: Uh, I served six and a half. I did
8: eight.
4: (laughs) And Catfish, catfish. he did some.
8: He did seven. He said (laughs) seven. Seven Seven years. years.
3: (laughs) So all right, and and each of you guys, are all of you uh, Injured in any way, is, or yes. is it? So you all have uh, disabled uh, veteran status. Yes. Yes. Okay. And how bad were the injuries, if you don't mind me asking?
4: I had my knee replaced.
7: Uh, I have TBI. I was in a roadside bombing.
8: I just have injuries, nothing major, but thirty percent.
3: That's still quite a bit for, for. I mean, when you can hardly get zero percent anymore, thirty yeah. percent is a, is amazing. So. For this bike ride, is this doing more for you guys than just you know getting out and raising money? Is it helping you guys uh, recover a little bit yourselves from, from these injuries and from I guess the ramifications of these injuries? Because it's not always easy to come out of the army hurt.
4: No.
7: No, it's not. It's not easy at all. So like, like, with me, like I have TBI, so like it's traumatic brain injury. So like my balance was bad, and so it was just a recovery for me, just to you know starting now on a mi- mountain bike and doing this now. And also with me, like, you know, with my PTSD, it's like, it sucks because there's times where I'm up and I'm down. And just seeing other guys, you know, like, there's some guys worse off than me, there's some guys not, but it's like, it doesn't, you don't see it like, you know, okay, why well, I was in the Marine Corps, I'm better than you. No, it's like, we're all doing something for the, for the better of other vets, you know. And like the Vietnam vets, how they had, that help each other, we have to help each other as well. Because, you know, no one really understands a vet like a vet. And so it's like, you know, you go there, you know, someone might be having a terrible life, they see all their friends, you know, and we keep we keep tap I mean tabs on each other, talk through everything through Facebook, phone calls, you know, random people, and it's weird because like we'll meet someone for the first time, and after a while it's feeling like wow you guys know each other for a while, no we just met because we have that bond, you know we we served our country where we did something, and you know we're all riding a bike, you know a lot of guys are bigger guys, smaller guys it doesn't matter it's not like we're not doing the Tour de France it's like it's a bike challenge you know across
8: great nation.
3: So you've actually taken place in one of these biking events already, right? Yes. The rest of you guys haven't yet? This is your first? Right, first? correct. Are you guys excited?
8: I'm excited, a little nervous. More more nervous than excited.
3: <laughs> yeah, just really nervous. Really nervous. How, now how, tell us how far the bike ride actually
8: is. Uh, the bike ride for Texas, it's
7: going to be about 470 miles to 500, depending. There's some like off-roads you can take. Uh, but the one I did in California, it was a total of uh, 460 and how long did you do that? It's you do that? A, it was over, a, it was six days. So we left San Francisco on October 4th and ended up in LA at the VA center on October 10th. Wow, and so
3: this is, you're planning on doing this
7: for you know a while? Right? Oh, for, yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's one at least every couple months. Like they had one that was a new one that was in Florida. I was able to go there because we had finals, but that one was really neat. You know, and you see a lot of support on the bike ride. You know, teachers bring out their kids from school on the side of the road. Like, small cities have everybody out there. It was really neat.
3: What, what have you guys been doing to get ready for this? Obviously, you can't just jump on a bike and ride 500 miles. <laughs> uh,
4: gym, mostly. Yeah,
7: Gym, because it's hard, because we don't all have bikes. So, like, I, had, I have a couple bikes I let them use. So we've gone a couple bike rides, and you know, it's, they're kind of hesitant at first, but you know, once you get out there, it just it's pretty easy. You know, you're not racing, it's like at a steady pace. But still trying to keep that momentum going.
3: So it's like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah,
7: it's like riding a bike, but with skinnier tires and with cars coming down the road.
3: Somebody ask you, have, have, have any of your guys injuries? Uh, is the theory true though? Is it true that you can ride the bike with just about any injury? Have you guys found that to be true? Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, with any bike, like there's guys on the bike ride that they do recumbent bikes. Um, there's a there's a retired Navy Seal. He does a recumbent bike, and he's lays back and he's pedaling the whole way. Uh, we have a uh, Sergeant Hunt. He's an army double amputee. He's on a hand cycle. Guy's a beast. He's in the m- front of the pack, just like pushing with his arms, you know. And then you have a uh, guys on on bikes with either you know arm amputees or leg amputees, and they're just pedaling. And it's one of those things like you see people push each other. Like if you go on the website, there's a picture of uh, Jason Edmond pushing up uh, an army uh, ranger Clay, and they're going, you know, fast. But Clay has missing a leg, and Jason's missing an arm. So here you see an arm amputee pushing up a leg amputee. And uh, it was one of those good pictures that was able to take it, so now it's on our website.
3: How encouraging is this to you guys just on a personal level to, to go out? And, well, I know you've experienced it before, but just are you guys excited to, on a personal level to go out and, and, and meet uh, this whole new crop of vets that you guys have never met before?
4: Um, I'm personally excited. Um, hopefully, I, um, while on the race, I'm able to find a veteran that I used to serve with. Um, I'm really ecstatic about doing this.
3: So you're hoping to run into maybe an old friend that yes. you might not have seen
8: before. Um, I'm definitely excited because this is a, a, something I've never done before. It's definitely a challenge, and just to to be a part of something and and the cause that is, and the and the reason for the cause is is even more of a reason to be excited for me. So.
3: So now this this is a very expensive task, correct? This is yes. not something that you know you can. Just raid your piggy bank for and break open. Right? No, no. So what are you guys doing to get ready to go out to Texas?
7: Uh, we've sent out letters to different uh, businesses, ask news companies, you know, to help us out, try to raise money. Uh, Ryan was able to get um, a couple of baskets for us to, uh, you know, raffle off. So we've been doing a raffle lately, you know, and it's just, you know, just asking for help, and we've gotten help from uh, both the president of Delta, um, VFWs, and American Legions as well, so. Think about maybe doing a pancake breakfast to raise money. Yeah. And the race is when again? It's uh, April sixth.
3: Okay, so you got a little over two weeks to to yeah. raise some money. Yeah. Um. So then, basically, you're just you're looking for people to help out,
7: right? Yeah. I mean, any 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 bit helps, you know. Whether it's you know like a random person gives twenty dollars, you know, it's something to our our because you know we have to fly out there, and you know do the ride and fly back, and you know they they require a donation from every rider, and. Since we're in your we ride for free, but you know, we, we still want to give a donation because yeah, we're, you know, we're donating our time to go out there and, you know, pedal and, you know, and we'll be sweating and hurting, but it's like we want to like donate some money as well because it just gives that one vet, you know, in a VA somewhere else, the chance to do it. Like I got
3: it. So tell people how they can actually if they if they feel like giving, if they wanna help out, if they know a business that wants to help out, um, tell people how to actually find you and, and tell you.
7: Um, you can contact us here, or um, you can contact me personally. My name is Josh. Uh, my number is nine one five seven four six nine. Area code two hundred nine.
3: Okay, and here is
7: the. This is the uh,
8: the Delta number. It's or you our... you can also um, email the troops to college at delta college is a, is a, is our uh, email address, and you can email and we check that regularly. Um, troops to college at delta college or you can also call the um, troops to college phone at area uh, code 209-954-5151, extension 6185. So. Of course,
3: these guys are trying to offset the cost of flying and uh, meals, I'm sure. And, and uh, Do you guys actually stay overnight places too? Yeah, we
7: stay overnight at, at hotels around. But also, it's just like, you know, get in the equipment. You have to get helmets, pedals, and cleats, you know, maintain your bike and safety equipment. So, you know, it it's epic. You know, biking is not one of those... Not a sport where, you know, you can pick it up anywhere. Hey, it's going to get a basketball, you can play. You know, you have to get the, the equipment. Um, so it's it's a task that, you know, it adds it adds up.
3: All right, so we ask four questions of everybody that comes on Podcast Stockton. And uh, did, it, they're all the same, and we're going to ask each one of you guys these questions, too. So first question is, is easy. How long have you guys been in Stockton? Uh, I've
4: been in Stockton. I just got back two years ago.
3: So you were born here in here, Stockton? I was born in Lodi. Lodi, and then you came back to Stockton. So yes. So you're a Stockton transplant yes. from Lodi, <laughs> not very
7: far away, Josh. I've lived in Stockton my whole life. Uh, after I got the Marine Corps, I stayed in San Diego for about a year. When came back, cause my mom got sick. So I love Stockton, even though it's ghetto.
8: <laughs> um, I I live. I'm born and raised in Lathrop, but Stockton is a block away from me. So um, I've been here my whole life outside of the military. So. My whole life, pretty much. All right. I uh,
4: was born and raised here, too.
3: And then just left and came back. Yeah. See, that's the great part about the military is that, you know, I, I left left for 10 years and came back to Stockton. You know, I'm just learning new stuff about the city every yeah. day. It's grown a
8: lot since when I was last
4: here. Yeah.
3: It's, it, it, and it's amazing to see the, the change when you come back, isn't it? Um, so our second question is, uh, what's your favorite part about Stockton? I'd
4: have to say the waterfront.
7: Uh, my favorite part about Stockton is it has it's small businesses and large businesses, and they're able to you know coexist. So you know whether it's, you know you go shopping at you know Safeway, or you want to get those small things at Trader Joe's or something like that, or you feel like some good food, and you don't want like to go the major ones. You can find like a good corner spot around the corner somewhere.
8: I'll say the waterfront as well. A lot of action goes on, and the growth that's come come from it, like the the new Stockton Port Stadium. And the hockey rink, the the Stockton Arena, is is real cool. I like going there a lot, so.
4: 8th Street.
3: (laughs) 8th Street, if you didn't hear, i love it, I love it. So that kind of leads into our next question. What do you guys do for fun here in town, besides riding your bikes? Uh,
4: Go fishing. That's pretty much what I like to do when I'm not stuck in school or doing anything else, (laughs) just a way to relax. So you're loving this Bassmaster
3: show oh,
4: yeah. that's going on right now. Did you go to the open ceremonies?
7: Yes I did. All right. So I'm talking about. Uh, I like watching movies but also I coach baseball team, you know. Coach, coach baseball team? at uh, Rio Calaveras I coach my coach my uh, my girlfriend's sons team, so the the major major Indians come out and see us at McNair High School. Awesome. Yeah,
8: definitely. Um I do like, I, I like working with the youth, so I do youth outreach, um and I like uh, going to the movies, hanging out with friends.
4: Bars, tattoos, women, <laughs> fishing. The
3: great part of life. Yes. You can't do yeah, wrong with
7: this at all. It's neat, too, because like, I don't know how to fish, so we're not going to take us out fishing and hunting. We have a nice spot out in the, what is it? Robert's Island. Robert's Island. We go hunting out there and fishing.
3: Nice. So uh, what, what do you guys have a favorite stock of memory? And if you do, what is it?
9: Hmm. I remember,
4: t- I remember my dad taking me to the old uh, Port Stadium every day when I was a child, and I just remember uh, all the pop flies and the popcorn and soda, and I, I, it's just something a memory that'll always stick with me. And that's other than the professional team, uh, Ports will always have a uh, place in my heart.
7: I mean, even though it's a sad memory, I, I went to Cleveland after the shooting, so when Michael Jackson came. I was all excited because like, I was in love with Michael Jackson. I had my Michael Jackson shirt. Uh, I went to the Old Great America and I had a picture of me putting in his face. And so I had my silver teeth at the time. So I had the, the bad label with me and the silver teeth. So I, I like that even though it was a sad memory, but it was still cool because Michael Jackson came out to Stockton.
3: We still live on that memory. Everybody's still yeah. <laughs> <We're> talking about <laughs> Michael Jackson
8: coming out to Stockton. Yeah. I don't know. That's was, that was a good question. I, i don't know i I think probably just the um just the waterfront and all that and all that all that happens at the waterfront now that the asparagus festival is there is really big but just the waterfront being a kid at the waterfront
4: i remember uh, rough and ready island the way it used to be with the navy there you have all the destroyers pulled in poured oh yeah when they
7: take me down to go watch is
3: that is that what made you join in the first place pretty much yeah, it is, it is kind of humbling to see all that stuff go on and, and know that it's right in your own backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, one more time, give everybody uh, just just a way that they can uh, get you guys to Texas because this, this cause is, you know, especially now when we start talking about everybody coming home from, uh, from Afghanistan, from Iraq, uh, a lot of people just, you know, while we support everybody, I, I don't think people realize the problems that uh, vets are coming back with. Both, uh, both on the mental and physical aspect. You know, a lot of them are coming back injured physically and with the post-traumatic stress, I mean, they're, they're coming back injured mentally. So um, this ride to recovery is, is definitely one of those things that people don't think about, but uh, should get involved with them. So just give everybody an opportunity one more time to, uh, to know how to get involved with you guys and get you guys uh, representing Stockton over there. Um,
7: they can just, if they wanna make a donation or even like, you know, uh, a message of support, they can contact us at the Troops of College. Uh, website it's Troop to College at DeltaCollege.edu, or they can uh, contact us by phone. It's two zero nine nine five four five one five one, and it's extension six one eight five.
8: All right. And al- yeah. oh, oh, and also we're um March twenty fifth we're having uh, a a pizza. I oh, what would you call it.
4: It's a pizza fundraiser at Rick's Pizza in Lodi. Yeah. Um, uh, from ten thirty a.m. to eleven. PM. You can come by the Troops to College, uh, Bud 310 Veteran Resource Center, and we'll be happy to give you a flyer in uh, donation for us.
8: Or just call us, and we can meet you somewhere and give you some flyers, yeah. um, and basically the flyers uh, uh, give us one-third of the proceeds from Rick's Pizza, yeah. and we want to thank Rick's Pizza for, for going out of their way and, and helping us with this fundraiser as well.
7: And also, we still have uh, tickets for our raffle, they're available at $10 a piece, but you uh, there's only a maximum of 150 tickets being sold so we're close to that that uh, end point right now but you can pick up a ticket $10 a piece they help uh, help support us but also you can win a nice gift basket
3: All right thank you very much guys definitely uh, definitely get involved and help send these guys to Texas it's definitely a, a cause that's worth getting behind and uh, just thank you guys so much and seven five acres away right? <laughs>
9: This is Wes from the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau coming to you from the historic Waterfront Warehouse in downtown Stockton with your Stockton Weekend Activities Guide. Friday, if you're looking for a movie to go see, why don't you go check out the classic cinema series, At the Bob Hope Theater, they're showing the Pink Panther. This is the original Peter Sellers movie. So you get there at 6.30, the organ plays a little show, then they show a little classic comedy skit, and then at 7 o'clock, the Pink Panther plays, and now they have a brand new high-definition projector, so the the movies are just in Incredibly crisp and clean and bright, so go check that out. And also, if you're into comedy, Lupe Fiasco is playing the Bob Hope on Saturday. Uh, Also, Adult this Weekend on Saturday is an evening of Polynesian entertainment. It's their Spring Ho'ike, which is their seventh year of cultural dance, music, and history of the Polynesian area. And that's Saturday at the Atherton Auditorium at 5 p.m., It's also a hockey weekend, as you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Looking for another theater opportunity, why don't you check out One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest over at San Joaquin Delta College. That runs through Sunday, and it's 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and a 2 p.m. matinee on Sunday, and that's at the Studio Theater at Delta College. And I think this is interesting. If you want to go learn about Swainson Hawks, why don't you head out to the Oak Grove Nature Center on Friday evening at 7 o'clock, and they'll walk you through the history of the hawk in our region and some more about its habitat and how we're working to protect it. So that's at Oak Grove uh, Regional Park, Friday at 7 p.m. Also, mark your calendars. The Great Stockton Asparagus dine is coming up between April 1st and April 11th. Well, this, get this information and more at visitstockton.org. And the first person to send me an email at visit Visitor info at visitstockton.org can get them two tickets to the Stockton Asparagus Festival just free, just shoot me an email said you heard me on a Podcast Stockton, get two free tickets to the Asparagus Festival visitorinfo at visitstockton.org and until next time, be sure to go out there and celebrate Stockton
3: Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, episode 32. We want to thank Joshua, Ryan, Octavio, and Tyrone. Again, if you want to find out more about their ride, their Ride to Recovery, you can check out the website at ride ridetorecovery.com. Next week, we want to know, do you back up? Yeah, so uh, t- tell us about your
0: your system for backing up your computer and all that music and video and pictures and stuff on your computer because, you know, it could crash, right?
3: Gigabytes and gigabytes of stuff. Right, right.
0: Leave us a message with your comments at 565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton,
3: and me at RJ Gomez.
0: For links to all the things we talked about on today's show, visit podcaststockton.com.
6: And until next time, make it great, Stockton.